I was a mess when it came to arguing. I have not mastered the art of only fighting clean or not going to bed angry or any of that. Let me not give off the impression that your girl got it together because I am a work in progress. But our sense of conviction when we do go at it now is so different than it was when we weren't trying to live a life that's pleasing to God. You're tuning in to the Sheer Resilience Podcast, the brown girl's guide to facing life's hurdles without giving up. Tune in weekly as we share candid conversations and an occasional kiki to help you bounce back and be the best version of yourself. I am your host, Brandi Lucas. Let's cut up. Welcome back to episode 20. Y'all heard it. Episode 20. I'm celebrating uh, the 20th episode of the Sheer Resilience podcast. I am a person who sees benefit in celebrating all the wins, the small ones, the large ones. And for me, this is a big win for Sheer Resilience. So I wanted to start this episode out with uh, a round of applause. Wherever you are, join me and clapping it up for the Sheer Resilience podcast, making it to episode 20. We are also growing. I'm so excited about it. I started out and this podcast was probably being listened to by my relatives my clients, you know, a few people here and there. The listenership for the podcast is growing and I could not be happier, not from just the uh, standpoint of vanity. Of course, I put blood, sweat, tears and coins into creating this podcast. So of course, I want to see it successful. But the thing that really resonates with me and keeps me showing up is that these conversations that we have on this podcast are reaching people who need to hear them. I am always saying, Lord, give me something for the sheer squad, whether you are, um, been rocking with us since episode one, or you've caught us somewhere along the road to episode 20. I hope that something has been said or shared on this podcast that has helped you, uh, giving you some insight, whether you're in that situation that we discussed, or you know, somebody who is. However, I pray that these words have been beneficial to you. And I think that um, that's happening because I am seeing comments. I'm seeing feedback. I'm seeing you guys reviews and I am seeing the listenership of the Sheer Resilience podcast growing and I am so grateful. So I'm going to start this episode early begging and y'all already know what I'm begging for. I'm not begging. Let me pull that back. I ain't like how that felt coming out my mouth. I am requesting that you guys do me a favor and just take a couple of seconds. If you are listening to the show on iTunes to rate the show and make sure that you're subscribed and also give a little bit of feedback. So if you don't know how to do that, you're listening to iTunes. You see my picture um, up 
showing you, you know, the name of the podcast, scroll on that same screen all the way down, all the way down till you get to the end of that page and you'll see the opportunity to rate the show by using stars. Hey, I say five stars. I feel like this is a five star situation that we're in here. And then you can also write a comment. I have been recently asked by an Android user, how can they rate and comment on the show? Because I am team all the way Apple, um, I had to do some due diligence to figure out how to tell those of you guys who use Androids how to share your feedback with the show. And unfortunately, what I came up with is that you won't be able to do it unless you're using an Apple device on iTunes. But there is always another option, right? If you are using an Android and you want to share how the Sheer Resilience podcast touches you, go ahead and share on social media. We are on Instagram. Follow the show's page. Write us a comment. I would love for all of you guys, whether you are an Android user or an iTunes user, to screenshot your phone when you're listening to the show and throw it up in your IG stories. Y'all don't know how big of an impact that little gesture that costs you nothing but a couple of seconds can start a ripple effect of people who are not already listening to the podcast, it can help the show get on their radar. So I would greatly appreciate you guys doing that gesture, whether you are commenting, rating, subscribing, following us on social media, or sharing the podcast to your um, stories on Facebook and Instagram. However you do it, we count it as a blessing child. Thank you. So I'm going to roll right into this week's dope thing that I am digging. So I know y'all probably are going to be clowning me about me being so late to the party with this week's dope thing that I'm digging. So, you know, I'm, I'm here for all the shots that will be fired. But I stand corrected because this week's dope thing that I'm digging is the air fryer. yes. I have been bitten by the crunchy goodness air fryer revolution. It's a big thing out here. And I was aware that people were like mesmerized by the air fryer. My brother had an air fryer and he was telling me how everything was coming out of the thing crunchy, honey. And it was the truth. And there was little to no oil, all of the perks, right? I heard about it. I was apprehensive about getting the air fryer because I felt like here we go. Another huge appliance to be sitting on my counters, making my kitchen look cluttered, right? I already have a pressure cooker. I got a Keurig and then I have another coffee pot if I want to brew ground coffee and I have a toaster, you know, y'all know all of the things that we have in our kitchens. I have counter space, uh, cabinet space to put my appliances away. Um, but some things like my blender, my toaster, I leave out because it ain't that much counter space where I'm gonna be able to put all of these devices that I'm buying up and for easy access. We make smoothies a lot, you know, folks around here use the toaster. So those are things we leave on the counter. And I was just reluctant to have another big, huge 
apparatus on my counter. But I'm here to tell y'all, there is a air fryer on the counter downstairs along with all of the other appliances that's down there and honey when I tell you that thing gets used uh often probably more often than we use the microwave I have cooked everything in it of course my husband is a fry man so he has cut hand cut fries and then of course we've used like store-bought fries and we've done uh oh I put a steak I put a ribeye in there and put some garlic butter on that thing. And when I tell you, it was a beautiful dinner. It was a beautiful dinner. So I felt like it was necessary for me to recant every statement I said about how everybody was going in about the air fryer and how I would never get one. I personally didn't buy it. My husband did buy it, but he blessed us. He has blessed this household because we are around here air frying everything that we can. I really like the fact that it is quicker and it is an easy cleanup. So if you have seen the air fryer, you've been wondering, honey, should you get one? I say get one. It has blessed the Lucas's household. If y'all want to see the one that we have, I will include it in the show notes for this episode. It is a good one. And I say so because I don't find myself having to do like two batches of food. Like if I make some chicken strips and some fries, I can put it all in there. The basket is big enough and it is a simple, easy cleanup. And the warm up on your leftovers is, is it just takes them back to, I just bought this from the restaurant level quality. So you can't beat the air fryer. It is taking up more space than I would like on my counter, but it is a very good addition to, um, you know, the uh, already 5,000 appliances that we have. Check out the one that we are using in the show notes for this episode. And without further ado, let's get into this episode. We're on the tail end of Valentine's Day, right? It was Sunday, depending on where you land in uh, the lovey-dovey land of lovers. It might have been an amazing day full of warm and fuzziness for you. And, you know, if you're on the other end, um, my hope is that you loved on yourself. Some people don't even rock with um these holidays that we just run with, don't know where they started, but we run with them. Wherever you are, whoever you are, I had a whole different episode that I wanted to share with you guys today, but it just didn't feel right. I felt like a good conversation for us to have uh, in the climate of us being post Valentine's Day all while we're in still in the midst of a pandemic and socially distancing and just knowing that, you know, while some people are booed up, there are some people who are single. There are just a whole lot of um, places that you can fall on the spectrum in regards to relationships. So this week's episode, we are talking about relationship realities. I thought that I would just be open 
And when I'm being open, um, of course, I am in a relationship. I've been married to my husband for, uh, let's see, this year made 14 years, but we have been together for 21 years. So when I share uh, episodes and just gems about relationship, I'm sharing from, um, you know, my standpoint, I hope to pull the hubby in more often. He has been on one previous episode, but I hope to pull him in more often to chat with me about topics uh, in regards to relationship, dating, marriage. If you guys have some things that you would like us to tackle, I welcome you sharing that with us on the Sheer Resilience um, Instagram page. But like I said, this is all my standpoint on relationships from someone who has been in the same S-A-M-E relationship for the majority of my adult life. I started dating my husband when I was 17 years old. Um, So, you know, my view is kind of singular, um, but I feel like the fact that we have weathered this thing for the amount of years that we have gives me some insight while I am not a counselor, a therapist or anything like that. I am just here to share my view. So relationship realities. One of the first realities that I think is important to share and talk about is that relationships change. So again, I have been with my husband 21 years. I was with him when I was 17. I had no idea who I was, what I wanted, what I wanted from our relationship, what I wanted from my life. I was just as green as I could be. My husband is a couple of years older than me. So when I met him, I was just like... Oh, he digging me. I'm younger. And, you know, I I was like flattered by stuff that is fleeting. It did not last. Uh, Once we got together and got in the trenches of actually building a relationship and and like living grown folks reality, we met um, before we went away to college uh, over the summer before we went away to college. And then he happened to pop up into the elevator with my parents and I, when I was moving into, um, the dorm that I was staying in. So I was at the time where I was like 17, fresh out of high school. He was a couple of years older. So I was just pressed by the fact that, you know, he was handsome. He had been there before I did. He knew how to get around. He had a car. He was digging me. I was younger. All of the stuff that amounts to nothing, right? I had no idea who I was in regards to, um, if I be honest, I I didn't know uh, much about anything. Of course, at the beginning of that relationship, this was the first time that I had been away from my parents' house. So I didn't know what it was like to be uh, on my own, to manage my money, to have to take care of myself. Like this was the beginning of young adulthood for me. So to enter into a relationship at 17, knowing nothing about myself, 
and not knowing very much about what I wanted from a partner or a relationship, it would be like crazy if there wasn't major change uh, in our relationship because we were just, I was just at such a point where I ain't know nothing. I hadn't been nowhere, hadn't experienced much of nothing. So it's fair to assume that there was a lot of change that needed to occur. Of course, our relationship changed when we became parents. That is a whole nother level and tier of complexity. Um, having a relationship where your main focus is you and that person. And now you have a whole entire life uh, that you have to sustain. It affects everything, your sleep, your romance, your finances. So relationships change. That's the reality of it. We have to be fluid in knowing that who we are here. Of course, my example, I was a, a PYT getting into a relationship, but there are some of us who are getting into relationships in, um, you know, different seasons in your life. You may be older and starting a new relationship. It's just fair to assume that the um, warm, fuzzy, I hear music every time I see his name pop up on my phone and just the woo-woo of it all in a new relationship, that dissipates. If you move in with somebody after dating them for a while, there will be a major change. I don't care how many uh, bay bags you had that you packed and left in your car with your pretty pajamas and all of that because you spent the night over his house three times a week or vice versa. There is a different element of two people signing their name on a lease or a mortgage and doing that thing together. So reality, relationship reality, number one is that relationships change. Another reality of relationships, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, folks, but relationships are hard. I've heard people say, I don't want to be in no relationship if it require all that and it should just be simple. Then I know it's right and all that. I don't subscribe to that. Relationships are hard, especially because of point number one, we are ever evolving creatures. We as individuals in relationships are changing our circumstances are changing, the environment is changing, our money is changing. But even aside from that, there are things that come up against relationships that are um, adamant about breaking them apart, whether it be side chicks or, um, you know, Instagram models or people who don't respect marriage that want to slide in the DMs of someone who clearly uh, is already in a relationship. There is also, um, man, there is no shortage of things that come for relationships. Uh, finances is something that can be hard to deal with in a relationship for someone who is I don't know if you guys are watching Married at First Sight I won't do a huge spoiler if you are not watching it 
crazy show. I'm enjoying it. But there are uh, there's a couple on the show this time that have been like breaking the Internet because, in my opinion, the guy is a jerk and he's dating this young lady. Of course, married at first sight means that these people just got married and the footage Prior to these people linking up and getting married, this particular couple, this dude rubbed me the wrong way because all of his, um, you know how they do the green screen or they had that person talking about themselves alone where nobody else is around was how um, he kept bigging himself up about the fact that he was a small business owner and he had all this money right now. We all want to be in a position where we can provide for ourselves. We got aspirations to be well off. I'm not coming against the brother for that. It was such an arrogant, I hope she ain't with coming. I hope whoever I'm about to marry don't want to like, ain't, ain't, you know, coming at me for my money. It just was distasteful in my opinion. Money, depending on our money stories from childhood, from uh, however much money we have as individuals like that can play and often does play a huge part in the healthiness of a relationship. When we talk about the realities of relationships, there are all kinds of things that are vying for your attention to sift you and your partner or possible partner apart their family issues there are so many people who don't love their mother-in-law can't stand their mother-in-law they got us us don't enjoy their uh partner sibling relationship just mess right and if you are a person who has a tight-knit family you love your mama your auntie your cousin your brother and your spouse is not rocking with them you're in a messed up situation because you're trying to figure out how do you continue to uh love the people who are in your family that have been there forever but also do what the bible says and cleave to your spouse that is a difficult situation to be in it's hard because people get content you can be in a relationship with someone and just start feeling like yeah that's my person they ain't going nowhere we good and relationships require a lot of compromise huge compromise this has been a major thing in my marriage personally, my husband and I um, have just been talking about it recently and we talk about it often actually, how different uh, of a factor, sacrifice, compromise, um, all of these things were for us now opposed to before we were a saved couple. So I'm a Christian. My husband's a Christian. We love us some Jesus. I won't do the generic God. It's, it's Jesus. It's the Jesus for us, right? So with that comes a whole set of standards that you are supposed to follow in regards to how you interact with your spouse, your husband, your wife, and how you interact with people who are outside of your marriage. And the way we rocked it out before we were a Christian married couple, um, not that we were just mad, disrespectful, anything like that, but like when you 
become a Christian, there is a different set of standards that you have to live by. There is a different set of expectations. Definitely when something that stands out is just disagreements or arguing. One while prior to me going, prior to them taking me to the water to be baptized, (laughs) I was a mess when it came to arguing. I have not mastered the art of uh, only fighting clean or not going to bed angry or any of that. Let me not give off the impression that your girl got it together because I am a work in progress. But um, our our sense of conviction when we do go at it now is so different than it was when we weren't trying to live a life that's pleasing to God, you know, so. It's hard. It's hard because the world will tell you, oh, no, he talked to you like that. She did that. He did that. Y'all, I wouldn't deal with it. Like you are ready to throw in the towel because there are so many marriages that aren't working. There are so many influences. There are so many people uh, pretending that they will treat you better or that the grass is greener. So the reality of relationships is that they are hard. You got to roll up your sleeves and be willing to do the work. I called my girlfriend when I got to this point in writing out my points for the podcast because I was just like, okay, relationship realities, they change, they hard. She gave me some things to add to the list of the hard part. And I'm like, okay, Jen, I usually try to go by a three-point system, I need one more. Give me one more thing. Relationships change, they're hard, and then just through us talking, it came to me that relationships, and of course, the majority of this, I've been talking about romantic relationships, but we can apply this And all of these points actually to any relationship, whether it be a friendship, same sex friendship or an intimate relationships. But the reality of this thing is that relationships end. Um, One of the most interesting things to me uh, now that I'm older, I understand it a bit more. I would hear it uh, as a kid growing up how someone was so hurt by the loss of their partner that they died from a broken heart. I've shared in previous episodes um, about losing my mom and losing my stepfather, who was, uh, you know, currently her husband, uh, just six months prior to her passing away and being there with my mom after she lost her husband and just, you know, listening to conversations, being there, um, hearing her heart and, and, and just being there with her during that time where she is mourning the loss of someone she cared about it helped me to understand that the end of relationships in regards to one person passing away um, can have the effect on people on the other person where, you know, they 
of course, we don't know whether or not um, medically people die from a broken heart. But in watching my mother mourn my stepfather's death, I do feel like her um, willingness to just really fight to do all of the things that she needed to do to be healthy. She just didn't have the energy to do that at a certain point. So it awakened me to the reality that um eventually we are going to leave here and that might be for some of us how our relationships end one partner may leave here leaving a spouse as a widow um and sometimes relationships end just because the two parties decide that you know, it ain't working out for him. The benefit does not outweigh the burden of it all. Sometimes relationships in it is a bittersweet um, thought. And I say bittersweet, you may be wondering why I say that because um, outside of a person losing their spouse uh, in death, when we talk about a breakup, like, I feel like once you get through the hurting, the mourning of what once was the normalcy of you being with a person, that there is something that is awakened on the outside of like learning yourself outside of relationship, learning what it's like to just focus on yourself and all of those things. So, um, it ain't all bad. I feel a way saying that I feel a way saying that because for anybody who is in the midst of a breakup has ever been close to a breakup. Um, yeah, me and my husband have been together all of these years, but we did have a little stint where we broke up and like, I mean, broke up like he was living somewhere and I was living somewhere else. And the, um, what the award worthy reaction I had to him leaving now I'm just like girl you was really tripping because I boohoo and cried like and we wasn't in a good place like we needed that time apart but the uh reality of us not being together shook me up but it took me a little while to get myself together I was blessed to be in a relationship with a very decent upstanding dude so in regards to um our responsibility with our kids and all of that he never missed a beat he was always there and did what he was supposed to for the kids but after a while of me getting over the hold on we just broke up I did have a little period of freedom where I felt like okay I've been with this man um as long as I've been an adult I have never seen what it was like to just hang out with my girls and not have to come in at a certain time to be respectful of my spouse or to travel and not feel like I got to, you know, um, go back in my room and everybody else is hanging out so I can, you know, check in and just all of the things that have had been a normal way that I was living. I got a very brief I don't even think it was a year. I think my husband says it was a year that we were like apart. Um, but I did get a brief little glimpse of what it was like to be a single girl. And I'm happy that we ended up back together and that our love story is what it is now. But it is not the end of the world. Like, I think 
that, I would have been okay also uh, if things did go a different way. So reality of relationships is that sometimes they end. Sometimes uh, one of the partners uh, passes away and leaves the other partner left to, you know, figure out what life is like. Uh, without that person actually physically on this earth. And then there are situations where the relationship breaks up and that person's still on this earth. You just hope you don't never cross paths with them. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's it's just one of those things. And to anyone who is in a situation where um you are dealing with the breakup, of course, again, um, it's been quite a while since I was in the trenches of those feelings, but I do know what that feels like. And I just want to encourage you and let you know that, yes, the sting of a breakup is a very um, real sting, but if you just hang in there and use the time to just figure out who you are now that you are in a relationship because anytime you come out of a relationship you're coming out of it with new uh interests new dislikes new things about yourself that you did not go into the relationship with so take the take the time while you're healing and mourning that relationship to learn yourself what do you like what is a non-negotiable? What are the things that give you joy? What did you do in that relationship that you will never do again? What you put up with? What do you need to start speaking up about? Do that necessary work before embarking on another relationship. And, you know, with hopes that it will help to not allow that next relationship to end, possibly. Possibly it'll be one of those where you, you know, um, Bonnie and Clyde, we're going to ride this thing out to the end. So those are some realities of relationships. They change. They are hard, child. And sometimes they end. I would love to hear your feedback about your relationship or relationships in the past. If y'all willing to let me all up in y'all business, like I'm always letting y'all all up in, I would love to take this conversation further. Again, I would love to hear your feedback on the show. Rate, comment, and subscribe here on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, you guys keep learning, keep living, and most of all, keep loving. I will talk to you real soon. Thank you.